0: I am pumped to be collaborating with Rotoballer for the 2021 baseball season. My Draft Champions podcast will be joining the Rotoballer radio podcast network. For a while now, Rotoballer has been grinding away, providing millions of fantasy baseball fanatics. They are fixed for in-depth MLB analysis, tools, and player news. The site and the team is bigger and better than ever, with articles, tools, and podcasts for everyone, including contributions from me. If you haven't heard... Rotoballer's 2021 MLB Draft Kit is live, and all Draft Champions listeners can get 10% off Rotoballer's Draft Kit by using the discount code CHAMPIONS. Rotoballer is home to number one Fantasy Pro's accuracy rankers Nick Mariano and Ariel Cohen. Both Nick and Ariel's 2021 rankings and projections are available as part of Rotoballer Premium Draft Kit. Along with printable cheat sheets, our top draft sleepers, more than 300 player outlooks, and tons of great draft tools and in-season tools. All of this premium fantasy baseball goodness from Rotoballer is available for 10% off with the discount code CHAMPIONS. Just go to rotoballer.com backslash radio, get your premium pass today, and win big in 2021. Welcome to the Draft Champions Podcast. I'm here with Mark Kiefer. How
1: are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me on. I'm a big fan of the show.
0: Thanks very much. Big fan of yours so far, and, uh, and I just uh, came off recording an episode for you. For you, so this is uh, this is a home and home.
1: Exactly, home and home. Yep. So welcome, welcome to
0: um, my arena, and uh, we're going to talk okay. about. We talked about we talked about main events, and um, on my draft champions podcast. We're going to talk about draft champions leagues. You were in two leagues that we drafted in October while the ALDS and the NLDS were going on. So this season hadn't even <laughs> wrapped up. There was no ADP. We have a right. board up from October, early October, um, that the first, the very first draft you drafted fifth, I drafted sixth. My team is fucking terrible. Like it's bad. <laughs> um, I just, um, but like, it's good because I recognize that. Like I think last year when I, when I was drafting and I looked at, when I was uh, doing a, um, a, a recap on some of the teams, I didn't, I wasn't able to recognize like this team's DOA, this team is DOA completely. Um, Maybe. I, I don't know we'll see. Let's let's talk about the team. So let's yeah. let's go let's go through let's go through uh, our picks and, and let's <laughs> look, and let's look at, and we'll let's we'll, we'll see if any picks stand out in that round. So um go ahead, who did you take in the first round?
1: So I grabbed Tatis with the 5th overall pick. Okay, I took Trout with the 6th yes. overall pick,
0: which I don't know. Um would I've done it again? No. But um it, it, the, the the other thing to note is this is a standalone league. So that's yes. that, that that's what um that was something that was factoring in for me. Um, it's not. It was. There's no overall component to this, so that's that's the reason I took Trout. Cole went number one in this yep. league, um, and Degrom went number three. Um, yep. Kuna went two. Betts went four, and then um, nothing else really notable. Too much there. And if you get to the second round, I'm not really seeing anything crazy. Um, no. Tucker went mid second. Um, I took Jack Flaherty in the second round again. Two picks I would not make again. Um, this first draft of the year. Uh, <laughs> Um, and then you went with Nola, you went with yep. Nola. so wow, yep. that's, that's a great start.
1: Yeah, no, I'm pretty excited about it because I had, you know, I think in, you know, in these, uh, these draft champions leagues, um, something that I, I guess want is I want like a floor and I, I just want guys I can trust, right. Because we're going to go 50 rounds. We're, we're going to take some shots and some guys later in the draft. And so, even even if Nola doesn't have the same upside that a Cole or a Bieber has, he's just a guy that I trust a lot more in some of the picks I want before him. Right. So, like, I'm totally fine just having a guy that's gonna hopefully be healthy, you know, eat innings, pitch, you know, be solid, pitch on a good team, that kind of that kind of thing.
0: Right on. All right, so third round. Um, I don't see anything crazy here, but tell me who you took in the third.
1: So it's a real Muto, which I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what I, I was just like YOLO with this draft. You know, I never take catchers early. Um, so I, I'm not quite sure why I did it. I just did it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe I was just feeling it with Nola and just wanted to go back to back Phillies, I guess. I, I I don't exactly know. I would have done that one different, I think.
0: Right. Um, so, yeah. So um, in the fourth round, that's when things started to get a little bit interesting <laughs> Um, you had a lot of big names in this draft. You had like, um, Justin Mason, you had, uh, Johnny, Johnny L, big Johnny. You had right. uh, James Anderson, just to name a few guys, blanket ship. Um, Steve Weimer, um, yep. a lot of big, a lot of good, big players in this draft. Um, we saw Lamette go off in the fourth round. Uh, in <laughs> yeah. This draft. Before my pick, Before, I took, yeah. I, I, I took Kevin Biggio in the fourth round again. And you took, I probably, in hindsight, I probably would have taken the guy you took. Um, now
1: Maryfield. Yeah. Maryfield.
0: Yep. Maryfield. And we saw even way before that early fourth round, we saw Swanson go off. Um, um, James Anderson, I'll say it. Um, I don't think he would mind, but he took it, like, this is his first draft of the year because you don't there's no ADP. He took Danzi Swanson at pick 4.4. Right. Um ahead of Torres, ahead of Baez, well ahead of those guys. So that's it's interesting. So I, I like I really like your team so far. Tatis, Nola, Ramoto, Merrifield. That's a that's an amazing start. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah. And then you even you saw Pleszak go in the fourth round um, in yeah. the draft. And then our, the first closer off the board, like um, the Team team 1 took Pleszak and Hendricks, which I like, um, in uh, on the turn there. Then what would you do in the fifth?
1: Uh, Ryu, which is also one I would probably do different. But, you know, I was probably just riding that recency bias wave. You know, he had a really good season. So,
0: yeah, no, that's not too far off from um, – where he's going now. It's a decent pick. Then I took Sonny Gray in the fifth round, which um, eh, until recently, um, pretty good. Yep. Anything else you note there? That's well, Clevenger was um,
1: Clevenger obviously. was picked. Yep. Clevenger you know. was in
0: the fifth round. That was yep. uh, not a good pick in hindsight.
1: Right. You and know, then, I mean, you know, I, I don't see, I see anything too crazy in here. No. Um, you know, Carrasco, he wasn't hurt at the time. You know what I mean? So.
0: Yeah, no, I wouldn't really say that is anything too notable there. And Then wrapping around to the sixth uh, round, um, see, this is this is this is the benefit of drafting early. Whereas yes. uh, the rest of my draft was terrible. I got Vladimir Guerrero in the sixth round. Um, right, no one wanted him at that point. Um, because, True. He uh, just wasn't he just wasn't interesting enough to a lot of people, and now he's what a third round pick. In the main events
1: yeah third or fourth yeah
0: yeah so uh, that's, that's that's a little bit of value um in relation to where he's going um at this point in time
1: yep go ahead can you hear me yep go okay, ahead cool. with
0: your pick of sick
1: oh, yeah pick. my bad it's... my bad um yeah so then after um so then i went luzardo and then uh wrapped around with Goldschmidt with the six and seven nice those are pretty standard picks so yep. I took,
0: I, I, had, uh, I took Kenley Jansen in the sixth, I'm sorry, in the seventh, which is, um, pretty standard. I I wanted a closer looking through the, the picks. I don't see anything crazy. when it been wrapped in the world Chapman. Jeez. Like he, he fell to the eighth round. Yeah. Um, that's to James Anderson. So he may, <laughs> he may, he, he made up with the, he made he more than made up for that pick, um, with, um, Chapman there. Um, and then I took Ian Anderson in the eighth round, which is pretty much about where he's going now.
1: Yep. Um, yeah. And then I went with I went with Rosenthal, which was kind of a definitely kind of a question mark at the time. I remember making this pick because, um, you know, we had we had what's his name Hendricks and Hader go in the fifth round, and then I, th- I you know I just felt like it was too early to take closer. But then in the seventh we have Jansen, Diaz, Colome, Chapman, Iglesias gone right. Right. And it's kind of like at that point, you know, we're talking about October. There's no, there's no established closer basically left. Right. You know what I mean? Um, because Rosenthal, we didn't really know like where he was going to go, you know, that, that sort of thing. So I, I remember making that pick being like, if he ends up being a closer somewhere next year, awesome. If he ends up being a setup, man, this is like the worst, you know, it's like a terrible pick, you know, right? for an eighth round pick. So it was a little bit of a, little bit of a dice roll a little bit of a dice roll but that's just kind of the way it was outside of those first few guys you didn't really know who the closers were going to be for this year right on um
0: so then you took matt chapman in the ninth which is good yep solid pick i took um the ninth oh it wasn't this is awesome
1: it's awesome pick yeah you got an awesome pick
0: i got randy rosarina in the ninth round um yes this is right during the division series so um, he was sort of a guy that that was in my queue. I'm like, okay, when do I need to take this guy? Like people <laughs> like he he didn't he didn't have his crazy playoffs yet, but I knew what he was doing in the regular season. I was watching him, so I, he was a guy I wanted on my team. And then you saw every draft since then. He just got slowly crept his way up all the way into the fourth round. Yep. But that was a good pick. Then it wrapped around to the tenth. Um, don't really see anything crazy there. No. I took um, Chris Bryant in the tenth round as my third baseman.
1: Right. Now I went with Brantley. Right. And wrapped around Ke- Kepler.
0: Then I took Didi in the 11th because yep. um, this is a point like that, that just shows how shortstop sort of creeps up and, and goes away. So I, I wasn't really feeling great about my shortstop at this point. And we'll get to that later.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you went DD and then you came back,
0: right? I, I took Jared Walsh um, yep. in the 12th round. So I don't know what pick that would be. That would be like in the high 100s. Um, yep. A guy that was also um, like, a, like a like your Randy Rosarena um, coming off a great regular season. So I wanted to – I felt like that could have been a good discount early. Um, it turned out to be pretty much in in and around where he was going. He's fallen a bit recently.
1: Yeah, I mean, at that time, he was tearing it up, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he has – I mean, he, he still has all the – I mean, he still has all this upside. I just – you know, it, it just – you know, it's hard to know how he's going to – you know, how it's going to – poo holes there and all these – it's just harder to figure out how, how many at bats he's gonna get right now. Right. I think. But I mean, yeah, I mean he he helped some of my teams last year. I mean, he was he was he was on fire, you know what I mean? So right I went with AJ Pollock and Heaney. But the one thing I'll say, one thing I'll say if I can just like interrupt is like honestly, like when you look at these first like 13 rounds, like, yeah, there's some guys that fell, but like it's a lot of the guys that are getting picked, you know. Earlier in the drafts, <laughs> now, like yeah, like a Rosarena is not a ninth round pick in the drafts now. But I, I think it's kind of interesting to go back and look at this with like a lot of really sharp players. A lot of the player pool is not that different than what it is now. Just the order, you know, the, the ordering is different, right? Some guys have risen, some guys have fallen. But to this point, you know, the first ten or twelve rounds. Right now, but this part of the
0: draft is what I'm really upset about. My 13th <laughs> and 14th pick now th- at this time like kalenic was already off the board and i wasn't feeling too comfortable confident with Didi as my shortstop i don't think he'd even had signed anywhere so it was really unknown um figure he'd signed but i went with wonder franco really early um in the 13th round i don't know like i just felt like i he was the last shortstop that i felt like could be a shortstop um sooner rather than later this year now it's looking like you don't know, really know when he's going to be called up. Then I took Joe Adele in the 14th round It seemed like he was up last year. He should start the year again up, but it turns out both of those guys aren't going to start up. So that was just awful. I could have had guys like Hunter Dozier, McCutcheon, like Clint Frazier, Tyler Molly, Savali, like, though, like, though, that's just awful. I was like the first draft of the year, feeling out ADP. Like you fit, you look at, you look at Lewis Robert last year. And you see yeah. him going like, like pick 100, then he moved up to pick 60. So you're looking at Wander Franco in the high one hundreds, like, Man, it's like it's not. It's it's easier than it. It's it's easy to say that's a shitty pick, but like when you're sitting in a draft with no ADP, it's like right. You don't it, it, at that time like like now it seems really stupid, but at the time like you, you figure you you could recoup that value
1: later, which I don't right. I, I don't think I did. Well, I, I mean those guys are up, and they're ta- those guys were up, and they were touted prospects, and so the the idea of them, you know, the idea of them being up this year at that point in time was not far-fetched you know what i mean and both those guys i mean especially wonder franco have a lot of upside so um you know it may not who knows what happens this year it's gonna happen at some point those guys but, are gonna get their opportunities so and i did back
0: up adele with brendan marsh in the 44th round so yeah like there's a little bit more safety of like in numbers like that but still not good yeah uh, what about what about you
1: so, yeah, I mean, Heaney and then Crichton, which was not a great pick. You know, I thought maybe he'd be the closer, um, but he's not. You know what I mean? And then Calhoun, which, you know, I was just kind of, kind of what I, you know, kind of what I do, or at least did in this draft was I faded, you know, when, it, when I fade outfield early, I like to use the like kind of 10th. Honestly, what I like to do in the 10th through 15th, 16th round is, uh, pound outfield and maybe get a speculative bullpen arm and get whatever else is there that looks good you know what I mean so if I I, I kind of with this team you know kind of talking about you know Tatis Chapman um, Goldschmidt Real Mudo, Merrifield I mean I'm filling in infield positions and so I really in, in a draft champions league when I get to that kind of double digit rounds I tend to pound outfielder you know and I'm just kind of going for um, different profiles. So you know Calhoun, I didn't know was gonna have a knee problem, but I was kind of looking. You know my outfielders are Brantley, Kepler, and Pollock. And Brantley is an average guy. Kepler's a power guy with low average. Pollock's kind of in the middle. You know Goldschmidt's not a big power guy anymore. Um, Maryfield's not. So you know I felt like I needed a little more power, so I went with Calhoun. I thought he could be a 40 home run type of guy potentially. You know 35, 40 home runs not so much. <laughs> right. He's still he's still I mean he still might have a good second half but you know that kind of thing.
0: Oh yeah, well I'll just go through some of my other yeah. picks. I won't list, I won't spend too much right. time on them. Um, I got I got Gary Sanchez around pick I'd pick like 225, which is actually pretty decent um, when you look at it uh, compared to now as my first catcher yeah. and then I got other catchers in this league that were that weren't really on the radar, um, well past like pick 400, which are like Jansen, Kirk, and and Tom Murphy. Tom Murphy was off of everyone's right. radar because he was injured all last year. I got him and I got Tom Murphy in round 29, which is yeah, which is really which is a good part of my draft. But then I got guys like um, I got Puig in the in the 18th round, and then um, Dane Dunning in the 20th. I got Taiwan Walker. Domingo Hamron in the 22nd round actually turned out to be good. But like your Crichton pick, I got Mike, Mike Mayers, which right not too useful. And then, I don't know, uh, Logan Gilbert in round 32 is okay. Um, AJ Pocket in round 46, which could be good. Yep. Um, and then uh, Seth Brown in round 47, just going through this. Um, yep. I don't know if there's any, what else stands out to you here um, on, on your team or just in general Yeah, my team Garrett Hampson around 16. Like it's yeah. like my first cut, my first, the start is okay. But then the end is just, there's too many, there's too many dead spots here now.
1: Um, I mean, Matt Manning at 42. I mean, you know, the thing is if he comes up and plays, you know what I mean? I mean, that's, that's not bad. Yeah. But he's got to come
0: up. I've got too many question marks in this team yeah. to start off with. Yeah. Um, let's go to your team. You got yeah. uh, one, one thing that sticks out to me like crazy is round 21.
1: Um, sorry, I was scrolling down. Oh yeah, I got um, Jimenez, Jimenez. So yeah, that's a dude that's been just rising up, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I I don't even know if I had really. So I get I guess my my big hits are right here. So Jimenez at round twenty one, CJ Crone round twenty three, Will Smith the the Atlanta Will Smith at round twenty four. So those are pretty good.
0: Bond around twenty eight. Dubon round 28. Grossman round
1: 29. Yeah. McGee round four right, round 50. Yeah, I got Jake McGee in round 50. So there was some there were some lucky hits for sure. That I, you know, I wish I could say I like planned it out. There's definitely some misses. You know, Mike Leak in the 42nd, he's a dead spot. Um, <laughs> he's not pitching this year. Right. Um, you know, there there's there's definitely you know Tanaka in the 18th round. He's not pitching in the US this year. So there's you know, similar to you, I mean you're doing this stuff this so early. Honestly, when you get in some of these rounds, you're just going for Nate. Honestly, for me, I'm not a big pro. I, I know more about prospects now than I did in October, October. I wasn't really that focused on prospects and thinking about who could play the next year. So honestly, when I'm going through this draft, especially, you know, round, you know, Kiki Hernandez round 40, who knows we'll see about that one too. That's a potential one for me, but, um, I'm just going for names. I recognize just to be completely honest, not to be like, you know, not, 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 you know, there was no master plan. I know Jake McGee was going to like potentially be closed for the giants, you know, but to me, I mean, any pick, any pick I think from like round 35 to 50, if you get some contributors, that's just like a bonus, you know, you're just taking shots at guys and hoping that something works out. Either it's a prospect that comes up and makes a contribution or, it's a player that breaks out so
0: man i'm looking at my team right now
1: yeah geez like
0: i am struggling to even feel the (laughs)
1: line already yeah um we'll talk a little bit you know something i'm curious about with you um if i don't mean to switch turn tables on you is what when you go in these draft champions leagues i mean do you have a consistent strategy you go with or do you just kind of like depends where you end up or Cause that, that's the thing for me is I feel like I'm really agnostic about how I build these teams. And I just kind of like try different things.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, see what I, happens. I, I, try, I like to, I don't think there's any set way to, to be successful. Not that I know of. I think I've seen um, teams win with many different strategies. So I try, I, I try to different, I try different things based on KDS. I want to try a, a pitcher, pitcher early approach. I like to try a hitter early approach. Um, I've tried the doubling up, tripling up on shortstop early. Um, um, uh, I, I, I try, I've tried a number of things in the, in the, in these leagues. And I, I, I think the approach, to, I, I try to look at where the, where those pockets of value are. So I yeah. see like, Oh, um, first base in particular is something that I noticed that like, at least initially you can get, you can get, there's a lot of first basemen that I liked later on. Um, like, like your Jared Walsh, your CJ Crone. um, like as we, as we, as I got more familiar with the ADP like your yeah. christian walker i think that was your sort of sweet spot and like you even had a sweet spot where like rizzo and and bomb and like those guys are falling as, as first baseman so i was really tending to avoid the early first baseman because you could find those guys the value of those guys relative to like their other, other positions are were, were quite valuable where you, where you could get them um uh, ca- like catchers catchers at first were were really falling as you saw in this draft like you got Trevino super late like like those the Trevino like Kirk um, Tom Murphy that range yeah. of catchers like they're 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 not like by by any means a top tier catcher but how late you were able to get those at first was just crazy so I was really fading early catchers but now the gears have shifted because those guys have moved up like what like 200 spots in ADP Yeah, maybe uh, maybe 100 not 200 but they've moved up like some of those guys have moved up like 200 spots but i'd say like on average maybe like 150 those guys got pushed up those those later guys so now it makes more sense to to invest in like maybe like the sal perez um wilson Contreras types um when you you know what you you, like i think they're just um the value might be in that range now right Um, and uh yeah and like i think like there's um what I, what I found interesting this year is that, like, I do agree with the approach that, like, those position players really run out, like, after pick 400, like, to, to, to get, like, your backup outfielders and just load up on, like, guys like Jacoby Jones, Garrett Cooper, the guys like that run out real fast. Like I'd say like yeah. after, after pick 400. So I think after you fill out your roster, it's really important to, to stack these hitters in these draft champions leagues. And there's a lot of good pitchers that fall after that, which people have taught like smart players have talked about this. And I a hundred percent agree with that, but my struggle with these draft champions leagues um, throughout the year was that in that range of like, in that, like pick 300 range, um, where you're really just loading up on your hitters to survive, those are your like league winning or like overall winning pitchers where you where where you'd find them i thought you had your freddie Peralta's, your tj antones your albert alzalay um tanner hawk all those guys that i wanted to like grab a couple of were in that range so it became very it became a very tough exercise for me in these draft champions leagues and it made me want to just load up on hitting more like um not just not to say i wouldn't take like pitter like pitching like I I wouldn't start with a pocket aces because I did quite often. Like I would start like a Bieber and whatever Bieber and whoever felt in the second round. I've done that before. Um, Maybe it's a Castillo or Flaherty, whatever. Right. Um, Taking, taking several pitches in the first rounds, but I, I would tend to focus on bats Um, in those mid rounds, like rounds, like 10 to 15, just get some really good bats. So I can, so I can take those shots on those pitchers. I don't know if that strategy is going to work out because it's sort of going against the grain. Um, what about you?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, something I kind of noticed after doing several of these is somewhere around like some, somewhere idea, like somewhere around, you know, between round 25 and 30, the two things that run out are you know, hitters that are playing every day, you know, hitters with hopefully, defi- you know, obviously if we do one now, hitters with defined roles, hitters that are going to play a majority of the time, you know, get a good number of plate appearances if they're healthy. And then also just like pitchers in the rotation, you know what I mean? In in one of these leagues, I felt like pitching, I mean, um, it, you know, once you kind of get in round 30 plus, you know, you either want like a a bullpen guy with some good skills or just like, I, I I will personally take like any pitcher that might be in a rotation, you know, right. I'm probably not going to start him, but like, I have a Matt Harvey in one of these that I got like in the 45th or something round, you know, and right. like, yeah, he's probably not going to do anything. He's going to be terrible, but he's technically in the rotation, <laughs> at least now. For now, I mean, I'm not like plugging him in week one or anything like that, but it's, it's like, I'll roster somebody like that, not because I believe in them, but because there's not really a lot left over there.
0: You I know, it's it. kind
1: of like, it's kind of like you got to get, what I've kind of noticed is if I get all my bats that I really want somewhere between round 25, round 30, I'm usually in a decent spot as long as nobody gets hurt kind of thing, you know? Right. And then what I'll tend to do is load up on pitching at the end, you know, like round 40 to 50, like 10 pitchers or something. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's exactly like that, but it's, that's what I try to do. You know, I that mean, there's sense. been some, there's been some random ones. Where, like there was like a pooh hole around 40 or something, you know, like sometimes there's just something random where you just pick them up just to kind of see um, yeah. the things that I, the things that I needed to get better at, I think is I don't really track positions that well. Like, you know, I, I did the cut line for the first time or maybe the second time, but the first time I actually like tried to do the cut line and I was listening, I think maybe, maybe it was your podcast actually um, where they were talking about, you know, how many guys do you want, kind of at each position, you know, and, and they were saying, you know, I, somewhere along the line I heard, you know, you want like three or four guys eligible at each position and, you know, 10, 11 outfielders, like that type of a thing. And obviously those are shallower leagues with less rounds, but I'm, I'm going to try to incorporate, you know, maybe not for each position, but, you know, cause it's going to run out, but trying to be more intentional because in some of these leagues, it'll be July and I'll be like, even though I have 50 guys, I don't have like a middle infielder. Right. Because my guys are hurt. So that's, that's something that I kind of got to get better at I see. is I, I I feel like I just kind of get bats that, you know, at the beginning, I, I've, i built my starting lineup intentionally. And then later in the draft, I'm just getting like bats that I think could contribute. You know, I'm not like focused as much on position. But I don't that, that makes that, no, that makes, that makes total sense. Yeah. So sometimes I have an excess in one spot and not enough in another. If if you get like injuries, you know, injury bug or something on the team. So
0: yeah. And the thing with these draft champions leagues is you have like 27 reserve spots on your on your lineup. So it's sort it sort of fools you into thinking that you have a you'll have a lot of options throughout the league throughout the year. But just looking at these, it's a 15-team league that runs deep. So and you're playing against you all smart players, yeah. You, you really run out of options quicker than you think. <laughs> you, really need, you really need to make sure that you hit on your first. 25 picks or so that play the players that are going to play because with with injuries and just like if you take any stashes any rookies at all any any reason other than injury that play that player wouldn't be playing um really it's really difficult to um fill up that roster makes me you know, after talking to you it makes me want to do another dc just because <laughs> uh, i feel like there's things I'm, I'm thinking of right now i think even just looking at your teams and just trying to um trying to um Um, set your lineup for the first week after you've done all these teams for the last couple of, after you've drafted all these teams for the last month, makes you realize, huh, maybe I would have drafted a little bit differently because I'm already noticing how thin I am
1: in certain places. Right. Yeah. I mean, I did a draft champions. It started two weeks ago. It just ended maybe like a week ago or five or six days ago or something like that. And it's like, I'm just looking at the team and at shortstop, I have Lindor andrelton simmons and is that it You're, yeah um, <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> no, it's a dc yeah it's a dc man like you know what i mean like like it's it's um like that's going to be a problem <laughs> you, know, you know you know what i mean like yeah. i like a lot of the guys but it's like st- stuff you know posi- players positions all that stuff runs out you know and it was one of those things that kind of say I need to improve on, like, I'm looking through the list. I'm like, Oh yeah, like, I like this team looks pretty good, but now I'm like, great. All I need is for Lindor to be hurt and Simmons to be hurt. Now I am taking zeros at shortstop, you know, cause I don't think I have anybody to plug in. So, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things like, you know, it's interesting, you know, the opinions of the players as you go on change. And then as, as you play with sharper people and you get closer to the main draft season, um, it, it feels like the players run out faster.
0: Absolutely. You know? Like I'm looking at my teams, I'm looking at teams with George Springer on them or Trent Grisham. Yeah. Like th- those guys aren't going to be playing the first week of the year. So then I'm going and looking at my, my, my reserve rounds and I'm like, man, like I, I took them, like I'm looking, I'm like, I took a shot in Jaron Duran. He's not up. So who's, who's, my, who's another outfielder? I might have one, I might be lucky to have another outfielder on my roster because five are in my lineup, taking Springer out, got a couple stash guys I got at the end of their draft and it's really thin there in some yeah. ways. like I'm lucky like I'm looking at one of my teams right now I'm taking Springer out and I drafted Taylor Trammell so I'm like thank god I drafted Taylor <laughs> Trammell,
1: yeah or else I wouldn't have an outfielder right no it's it's interesting because like you're saying there's this there's this belief that you have all these players and you're never going to run out but I mean I think I think that's really the key is avoiding just avoiding major injuries you know like or, or you know like because you can't you can't have four you can't have 12 outfielders and you can't have four guys eligible in every spot. Cause that's the thing too, is in these leagues, the multi eligible guys get pushed up, right. Because mm-hmm. people want them. Um, so yeah, no, it, it's, it's, it's fun. I mean, I've always kind of used them as more of like mock drafts to get ready for the season um, and get a feel for like drafting. Like you're kind of talking about, I think we talk about on my podcast, like just, practicing drafting you know having trying to catch up to the competition that that sort of thing and right um i, I don't know how you look at it i'd be curious so, you know i have 10 draft champions teams i'm gonna insert i'm gonna manage the lineups and stuff but i kind of run them like you know i, I start hyper focusing on the ones that seem competitive and I, I don't completely give up but i i start focusing a lot more on the ones that are doing better i just kind of curious what you do do you do you approach like a portfolio type thing where you see the ones that are hitting and focus on that or do you just kind of grind it out the whole year i mean
0: i grind it out the whole year i look at all them i want to have um i want to have good performances even if they were even if i'm i'm trying to fight for sixth place because it's all public information yeah. so you want to do well in all your leagues you don't want to you don't you don't want to be at the bottom so yeah i no, will i'll i'll move up i'll move up my 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 leagues that i was like competing for first place in last year to the top so i'm setting those lamps first Uh, Because there are a lot, there are a lot of lineups. I have 15 draft champions leagues that I've done. Um, So I haven't done too many more, but um, yeah, I'll I'll be setting them all. I'll, I'll, um, I'll go in my, I'll, I'll go to set the lineups. I'll focus on the um, more important teams first. Right now it's going to be the higher stakes teams I'll do first. And um, because there are so many. And then I'll work my way work my way down as we go through the season. I'll sort of move teams that are performing poorer um, down in the order. Um, and then I'll I'll like for example, if um, I'll do a search of George Springer in the in the player search, and I'll look at all the teams. And I'll, at first, I'll take those obvious. I'll do the obvious things first, so I don't miss the obvious things. So I'll take yeah. all the, I'll take out all the players that are injured. So Springer, um, Grisham, Gallon, taking all those guys out of my lineups, making that making those switches first because you. Can, it, it, you you know that that search feature right and on the side yeah i'll I'll do that i'll search the name and it shows me which teams that they're on i'll do that first and then i'll go through the um all the teams individually and i'll I'll start optimizing my lineups like that
1: right no man no i mean (laughs) i'm a little bit i'm a little bit more of a gun for punishment i feel like i just like click on the team look at it you know i just go through individually um and it's tough man when you have one that's like in 10th place i mean I haven't done so bad. I just haven't done that great either. You know, I'm, I'm usually like middle of the pack on these things. I think I had, I think I've had some that were like third or something like that, you know, some, some, I have a chance, but um, I just go through like one by one. I mean, that's, that's the thing I'm going to have to figure out. Like we're kind of talking about it. It's, it's, it's fun to draft them. And it's like, Oh my gosh, got this team's got to manage. So it's definitely, I'm just gonna have to grind it, dude. You know I mean? um. I, I set the lineups and try to be competitive, but I just know there's going to be some that rise more and some that are just going to be like DOA. I mean, I don't want to finish last, but.
0: Right. Yeah, no one, you know, No one, no one wants to finish last.
1: Right. But there might be one that finishes 12th or 13th or something. You know, I am just being real. I mean, it's just the way it goes. Oh, well, of course. All, all, all you honestly need. I mean, in some of these leagues is to have a couple guys, a few guys out for the year and it really messes up your team. Especially, I mean, especially if it's one of those early picks, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. Like that's, um, so. Those are, those are killer for sure. Yeah. Um, so about, um, DCs, are there guys like that you, um, you've done 10 of them. Yeah. Can you tell me guys you're getting like at the end of these drafts, were you, were you, were you targeting the same guys? Like as the season went on? Um, I know, um, I don't know if you're including the two that we did to start off with in your 10 DCs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I included those ones. Yeah. All right. Um, I didn't, um,
0: just because they, 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 don't, they don't filter into the DCs when you're looking at your player shares or the guys that you, that you ended up getting a lot of shares of in your DCs or just in general at the, like near the end of the drafts, like who were you, yeah. who were who your like, like late, late, uh, late round um,
1: league winners or you th- that you're, that you're <laughs> league winners, whether you're
0: hopeful, Jake- <laughs> hopeful, hopeful league
1: winners. <laughs> well, the Jake McGee thing was kind of cool in ours, but um you know, I, I don't know. As we went on with the draft, I just took a lot of speculative guys Um this most recent one i did i grabbed now some of these are like misses but already like i have uh zach Britton that doesn't look so good now but um you know i, I try to hit on i mean there there's one team that i got you know brent cedar in the 32nd then like brian garcia uh paredes um in the 37th round uh jesse han in the 41st um Sergio Romo like you know just guys guys that could maybe get some saves I mean that's honestly all I'm trying to do at the end um I also in the same league I got Albert Pools in the 42nd and Elliot Ramos in the 43rd yeah you know uh, Ramos is a good prospect he might come up he's been tearing up in the spring um so you know I, I think I try I just try to I, I mix it up but I try to get guys I mean in the, in the same one I just wrapped up I mean I got Satsugo in the 31st mitch moreland you know platoon bat you know on the 33rd I, i'm honestly just you know when i'm this late in the draft if i can get some guys that are going to get some at bats and or just get some innings that i can kind of plug in like that's kind of what i'm looking for I don't, I don't know if i have any like league winners but it's much easier for me to find you know bullpen arms that might become starters or might become closers you know that, that that if stuff gets real bad, they might pitch a few innings that week. You know what I mean? Right. On. As opposed to getting like a zero. But I, I, I have found filling the end with pitchers as being – I found filling the end with pitchers as being easier because just, you know, fill the earlier part of the draft with hitting. And my opinion on pitchers in general is that they're risky. um. You know. I, I, I don't think there's a big difference in them once you kind of get past a certain level, a certain tier. Right. So I'd rather, even on starting pitchers, even, even in a non DC, you know, once you get to SP four to SP nine, I don't really think those guys are that different. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather just grab a bunch, you know, there's obviously like a handful I like, but just grab, try to, try to, you know, mix it up a little bit because some of those guys will completely be terrible. And some of those guys will perform better than expected usually in most years. So I try to mix it up at the end just because these are you know they're they're high risk. I don't, I don't know high risk is the right word. They're just they're speculative kind of plays, you know. I don't yeah. want every team to have um you know Ramos on it or I don't want every team to have um what's his name? You know Marsh on it. You know I don't want my, I don't want my whole team to be based on the one guy you know, making the club or, you know, being promoted in the season. I want to have a variety of guys. Right.
0: I'm just, geez, I'm just looking at one of my teams right now. I got Trent Grisham, Springer, and Luke Voigt on this team. Right. Geez, that's tough. Um, yeah. So you did the Dave McDonald beat Dave McDonald DC. Tell, tell me a little bit about that. How did that go?
1: Well, you know, I, I liked the team about a week ago a lot better than now. Um, basically, I kind of started off like we're talking about before. I tried to be balanced. I went, uh darvish Lindor, lynn vlad guerrero and iglesias with my first five so just try to get try to get a little bit of speed a little bit of power you know try to get try to get like 400 strikeouts try to get like a top level closer
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um yates in the ninth round stunk stinks for me i grabbed yates in the ninth round yeah that hurts that hurts um but, you know, I, you know, it's interesting, you know, David Price in the 13th looks like he's not going to be – he's going to be a bullpen guy, so that's not really super awesome. Um, but, you know, it, it's an interesting league. I mean, you know, he's in the league. Uh, Casey Chaw's in the league. Several, several other guys are in the league. You know, it, it's one of those things you just have to grind it and manage it. You know, it's hard to get a real – honestly, like, walking away from it, it's hard to get a sense of, like – I, I don't see like a clear winner on this. You know what I mean? I think the first 10 rounds, like a lot of, like a lot, most of the teams had like really good picks. Um, nobody did anything like too crazy. I don't want to put other people's stuff out there too much. I mean, it's a DC and the draft is pretty much over, but nobody did. Nobody did anything like completely crazy. You know what I mean? Right. People just, it, it, it felt like a, like a regular draft
0: really no. trash talking
1: the draft with Dave. No, I mean Dave's a good dude. Um I think but, you know I'm just kidding. I've never really met I've never met any of these people. You know what I mean? I just interact with them online. Not not, not too much. I mean there was he track who's trash talking this other dude um like guilds or yeah, gill guild, you know, like getting at so those guys those guys those guys I don't know they got beef or something it has to do yeah, I, I don't know it has to do whatever it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter but here's here's my whole thing I mean here's the whole thing about this stuff that I don't really understand. So Dave Dave has some like hot takes, right? And like I disagree with many of his hot takes, but you know what? Like if we're in the same draft together, I I'm cool with him being different than me on the on the players. I don't want him to be behind the same players as me because then I'm not going to get my guys that I want. You know, like if he if he's not big on, I mean, he's been out there on social media like he wouldn't draft Garrett Cole, or, right? Or Degrom. I mean, Degrom. Yeah, Degrom. Probably probably either to be honest, but but he said Degrom. I mean, cool. Like if I was, if I was picking like third in the draft and he was like second, like I know he's not taking DeGrom. Right. So now I know I'm getting like, and I know he doesn't like going outfielders first because he also puts that out there. So it's like, a, like, I know I'm going to start with Acuna or DeGrom, which are two guys that I'd like, that's not how it went. I went 13th and he went like 11th, but I'm just saying the thing that I don't understand about some of these guys is like, we get in these like debates about who to draft who to take who we like and the thing is i want to draft for people that have a different opinion than me so that i can get the guys that i want you know if if me and you are in the same draft and we're 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 the same on all the guys we're going to snipe each other left and right it's going to stink you know yeah so that that's the thing about that's the thing about that i was looking forward to playing in a league with him is because i disagree with him on so many players i kind of want to see like like he doesn't like darvish he probably doesn't like Vlad. I don't know for sure. I'm just guessing. You know what I mean? He probably doesn't like Brandon Lau cause he doesn't steal enough bases. You know, I have Brandon Lau as my second baseman, like wh- whatever, I'm speculating, but I know he doesn't like Darvish for sure. And the thing is, is like, okay, like I want, I'm playing league with this dude. I'm drafting some guys that he's not big on. I want to see, like, can I beat him with them or not? You know? And if I don't, then I don't like who cares, you know? Right. No, that makes sense. So th- that's the whole thing with some of this stuff. And like, just, just any of that stuff, like in that stuff in your tag team league, where there was like these side bets and these people saying this team is bad and this team's good. Here's the thing if I'm in a league with you and your team is like the worst team, like, dope, now I don't have to worry about you. Now I have, <laughs> I have, I have, you know, 14 other guys to worry about or 11 other, you know, like, like it's one less person to worry about. Yeah, so absolutely. that's absolutely so that's that's my whole thing. It's like, you know, someone's going to get 15th place, someone's going to get first place. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's, it's, it's for fun. It's not life and death. This is just supposed to be like a fun hobby. So I'm looking forward to it. You know, Dave, Dave's a good dude. I have a hot difference of opinion with him and he drafted some guys he was into. I drafted some guys I was into and I think my team's good enough to compete and he probably thinks his is the same. And we have like, you know, some heavy hitters like Casey Chan, some others in there. So it's gonna be really fun to kind of see what happens.
0: Well, that's going to wrap it up here plug plug your new podcast tell yeah. them tell, tell everyone where you can find you because i i think um i think what you're doing is great i think you're doing great work I, I i um i love drafting with you because you just want because you're just like me you want to you just want to draft a lot of drafts and you just love yeah. the game so yeah. uh, let everyone know
1: where they can find you uh my twitter is at uh mark underscore kefer k i e f f e r and yeah i got a little podcast you know just doing this for fun just trying to try and meet people it's uh roto state of mind my uh, podcast link is on my bio and i'm just trying to do the kind of similar thing to you i'm just trying to get different people in the community on just to talk baseball with because honestly in my like everyday life there's not a lot of people to talk about baseball and fancy baseball with um I, you know i spent most of my time on social media talking with you and some of these other guys have talked about vlad and dave mcdonald and these guys and um you know trying to use the podcast as a way to get to know people a little bit better and and to learn you know learn more about kind of our little nfbc community i guess yeah and you know and cool. maybe pick up some tips along the way so uh thanks for having me on dude i'm a big fan of the show i've been listening for a while you know keep up what you're doing and you know hopefully we'll do it again sometime this season
0: but yeah we'll, we will for sure
1: all right man all right good talking